Hey, everybody, Dave Hagen here. Should you be taking financial advice from Elon Musk? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast, or the TFWP, as we like to call it. You're listening to episode 518. We're coming to you from Bakersfield and Woodland Hills today. And you've just got me going solo, coming at you with something I've been thinking about the last couple of days. This is episode 518. So I was reading an article the other day, and it talked about how people are now seeking investment advice, personal investment advice from Elon Musk, and how he was going to be taking over as the new investing guru from from Warren Buffett. Now, Most of you know, I'm a pretty big Elon Musk fan. As most of you know, um, I'm a huge Elon Musk fan. In fact, he's one of the richest persons on the face of the earth. Many days, he's the richest person on the face of the earth. And I think we could fairly say that he may have changed the course of human history with electronic cars and and trying to get some of that, uh, all that pollution out of the out of the air. Um, he's also been big into space exploration. He wants to start a colony on on Mars. I mean, clearly, clearly, he sees things differently than we do. He just is operating on a completely different level. So it seemed to me that it would be pretty obvious that he wouldn't be giving one-on-one financial advice to anyone for a couple of reasons. I mean, one, to my knowledge, he's not licensed, and you need to have a license to do that one-on-one. And two, he's, he's got no incentive to do it other than just, you know, his ego. So maybe he might do something like that because I think he's got a pretty good ego, but I don't think he would spend a lot of time on that. And I really don't think that he would give specific financial advice, even when he, he doesn't know the first thing about the person that's seeking advice. You know, it you might give different advice to a younger person than you would give to someone who was ready to quote, retire. And remember here at TFWP, we don't, we don't like that word retire. That's a bad word. We like to say becoming financially independent. I mean, listening to uh, Elon Musk give you personal financial advice, it kind of strikes me as like um, getting political advice, you know, from an athlete to a, or an actor. Maybe it's interesting, but are you going to put your money on the line based upon what they tell you? I don't, I don't think so, especially if you're a long-term value investor, which I hope you are if you're listening to the TFWP. So yeah, I guess we could benefit from some of his perspectives on humankind, or we could benefit on some of his um, perspectives or information about certain industries, but that's, that's about it. I think any specific financial advice would be misplaced. And I think a lot of the people that are asking him for financial advice are, are, are short-term momentum type people. They're looking for a tip. They're looking for him to slip and say something so that, ooh, maybe they'll know something and they can 
you know, double their money in two weeks or something like that. Um, so I don't really, really think that Musk is where you want to go for something like that specific personal financial advice. And yet he tweeted something out a couple of weeks ago that I thought was very interesting. He said, since I've been asked a lot, buy stock in several companies that make products and services that you believe in. Only sell if you think their products and services are trending worse. Don't panic when the market does. Elon Musk said that, and that's great advice. I didn't necessarily expect that. But check this out. Who does that sound like? Think back over the last bunch of episodes. Who else do we talk about here at TFWP that would have said that? And in fact, has said something very similar. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett's been saying that for years. This is the same advice we talked about several episodes ago um, as something that we really believed in. And, and remember, we discussed not selling on the dip and things unless things are looking different for a stock or, or the economy. Um, in fact, we talked about considering buying on the dip because everything is on sale. So Elon Musk is sending out some probably more generic advice. It sounds a lot like Warren Buffett that we like to think um, is very good advice, but I still don't think he's giving out anything specific to a, a particular person, or at least I hope that, that he is not. Now, next week, we're going to discuss what Warren Buffett's been doing um, while the market has dipped down a little bit because uh, the speculation is he's making some moves and we're going to check that out. He's been sitting on a lot of cash and people are wondering what he might do with that cash um, if everything's on sale. We're also going to talk about Warren Buffett's advice to, to hedge against inflation, which I thought was really interesting. He talked about that at the annual shareholders meeting in um, Omaha, Nebraska. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about that next week. But at the end of the day, you have to make your own financial decisions, obviously. And we can't give any specific stock advice either. I wouldn't want to do that. Um, you know, we've, we've discussed not taking advice from friends or, or relatives. You got to make your own decisions after doing your own research. Or if you don't have the time or the inclination to do that, just pay someone to manage, meaning invest your money for you. We've talked about that in past episodes too. So, you know, is, is Elon Musk the new Oracle of Austin? Mm, you don't know what that means? You, know, you need to listen to the TFWP more. Well, we'll reveal that next week. But what he did give was good advice. And Musk was right, surprisingly. He didn't give any inside tips. He didn't uh, try to do anything to, in this particular instance, to, to move a market. He was just providing sound value advice it for investing. So should you get your financial advice from Elon Musk? No. Is he the new financial guru, the Oracle of Austin? No. Should you listen to his point of view for context? Sure, of course. Should you get financial advice from Warren Buffett? Well, no. I mean, he hands out a lot of advice or he talks about a lot of different things. But Warren Buffett can't give you specific um, financial advice. You know, they, they auction off every year uh, a lunch with Warren Buffett. And it goes out at, I don't know, half a million, million and a half dollars, just so you can sit and have lunch for an hour, hour and a half with Warren Buffett. And 
people think that they will benefit just from being near the Oracle of Omaha. But should you listen to specific financial advice from Warren? No, probably not. Should you listen to his point of view for context? Well, wow, I sure would. In fact, last year when they did the shareholders meeting um, over a massive uh, uh, Zoom call, he was talking about inflation last year and telling people to get ready for that, that it was something that he thought was coming down the line based upon what he saw was happening with all the different businesses um, that they own. Now, for for that matter, should you get financial advice from your Uncle Ned or someone at work? No. Should you listen to their point of view for context? Well, maybe. But like we've said so many times before as well, consider the source. Consider the source. So that's what I've been thinking about with Elon Musk and his financial advice. Send us an email if you've got anything to add to that. This is David Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails. All right, so I'm going to read this email myself since we're going solo here today. It says, Dear Dave, I was recently on a cruise and went to the art auction. There was one painting that really didn't seem to want to sell. I didn't like it at all. Uh, However, it was valued at $10,000, certified to be worth $10,000. The winning bid was a thousand bucks. I think I probably could have captured that painting for 1500 bucks. Did I miss the boat on a great investment opportunity? Well, here's what I think. Unless you're a very sophisticated collector, you'll almost never get your money back buying any kind of uh, collectibles. My wife and I purchased a painting for $500, which was a good deal of money back then. And we bought it from a gallery and it was guaranteed to go up. It was a well-known, then popular artist. Um, I I doubt we could even get $500 for it now. You know, fortunately, it was a lithograph that we really, really liked. It still hangs in our house, but I'm sure we've lost money on that purchase. No matter what they tell you about it going up in value, probably won't. It probably won't. And then when you go to sell, if you decide to sell, you're going to have to sell it on a place like Pawn Stars. Well, they'll give you 60%, 50% of the value. Or you'll auction it through a house, an auction house, and, and have to pay auction fees and stuff on top of that. Or you'll spend a lot of time advertising on eBay and other places. It's a real royal pain in the neck. And for what, $1,000 for a painting that you've had for 10, for 15, 10 or 15 years, $1,000 profit? I, I wouldn't do that. Um, think of it this way. Why would a cruise ship help you with your investments? Would you take financial advice from someone selling paintings on a cruise ship? I think not. I think if they let it out for a thousand bucks, chances are they paid something in that area for the painting um, or less, and they're just trying to um, you know, let a dog out of the house. 
Um, I don't think that uh, they're careful about what they certify. And I, and I don't really care what they certify it for. The question is, um, what could you sell it for if you really think that it's a great investment? Chances are you're not going to get a huge increase in value. You know, are there other reasons to buy stuff at like auctions, charity auctions, that kind of thing? Well, what comes to mind is um, I was recently at a, a small town charity auction that I attended and someone paid $1,700 uh, for a chef to come over and cook for eight people in their house. And, I, you know, I thought about it. I wasn't going to pay $1,700. I, I decided I was out at much, 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 much less. But why would someone consider doing that? Well, one, I guess, if, if you want to contribute to the charity and the charity is really something that you like. Um, two, um, if you know the chef and you think that that would be a, a good thing for your friends to do, or, or maybe you could invite business people over and really make an event out of that, perhaps. Um, it also occurred to me, watching this go on in a, in a small town, that there was some um, a marketing value because everyone sitting in the room saw the high bidder and they they said, oh, wow, that's a person who does so well that they can afford to pay $1,700 for a dinner. Um, wow. I mean, I guess what a great idea if you, if you want to puff yourself up. Uh, but then I heard someone else say, well, gee, um, I do business with that person. And if they can be paying that for a dinner, they must be charging me too much if they can afford it. So, so maybe it's a double-edged sword. Bottom line, bottom line, only buy if you absolutely love it. Don't buy these kinds of things from an investment point of view. Well, there you have it. Some information about Elon Musk on a little discussion and an email to boot talking about investable art. Uh, stay tuned. Next week, we're going to talk about what Warren Buffett has been up to with the market dipping a little bit. We want to see what the Oracle of Omaha is doing or not doing with this big pile of cash, billions and billions of dollars that he's been sitting on. I heard that he has to file something with the SEC uh, later on this afternoon. So we're going to get a copy of that and we'll talk about that next week. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.